What is going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Masculine Health Solutions Podcast. We talk about everything related to men's health, sexual health, physical health, and of course, getting your dick right. <laughs> and that is what today's episode is all about with Dr. Paul Giddens. I'm your host, CJ Rodriguez, fat loss coach, specializing in getting into men in the best possible shapes of their lives. It's what I do. It's what I love to do. So if you are interested in that, be sure to send me a DM. But let's talk a little bit more about Dr. Paul Giddens, a wonderful guest that we had on the show, was truly blessed with having Dr. Paul Giddens on and he is a urologist at the Rockwell Centers for Sexual Medicine and Wellness. And um, he is located in Pennsylvania slash New York. If you do want to go check out these places, and if you do want to talk to him, you know, in person, he is honestly spectacular. Like just listening to everything that he had to say in today's episode. He is honestly a guy that comes correct when it comes to taking care of men and making sure that they are in a good place sexually. A little bit of his background, though, Polygons. MD is one of the leading sexual medicine physicians in the country. He is an expert in the treatment of sexual health for men and women and a specialized male in male and female menopause and male infertility. So if you are suffering from a little bit, you know, infertility issues, be sure to reach out to him. He can help you out there, right? He is wonderful at, at what he does. And, and honestly, just like when we talked about the people that he's helped and all that, like it's, it's one of these things that I think gets overlooked until people are suffering. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, wow, you know, that really matters, <laughs> which is why this show exists. So we can kind of shed light on these di different things and these different topics before it, um, it becomes something that's a problem or an issue, right? It's more about being preventative and doing what you can do right now, right? So again, your life is always in your hands. So take control of it. And apply some of the different things that you are able to learn from these episodes into your lives. Because, I mean, my goal is just to make your life better and give you stuff that you can use to make sure that you get your dick right in 2024. Make sure your penile health, rectal health is where it needs to be, you know, and not throwing, holding back any of the punches, man. Making sure that all that information is out there for you guys. And another thing that he brought to the table that I didn't even know existed, right, was the exerciser penis pump. It resembles a bath mate. But the difference is that it's a little less cumbersome, right? The way that it's kind of made, it, it's meant to be more something that, you know, you have in your like daily routine. And luckily, Cindy was on as well. You know, she's involved with the product and really was enlightening to me. And I think it's something that is, that's wonderful and that should be used on a daily basis. You know, five minutes here, 10 minutes there. Um, Dr. Gins also gave us a lowdown on how he thinks you should use it on a daily basis, right? So again it was a very enlightening podcast and it's something that i think will help to make sure that most men get their dicks right in 2024 you know it's something you could add to your arsenal and when it comes to sexual performance who doesn't want to be better right <laughs> and the beauty of today's podcast and having these wonderful guests on is that they hooked me up with a couple pumps that you know i'm going to give out to anybody that signs up in the new year right so if you do sign up to work with me in the new year, I will also hook you up with an exercise or penis pump so you can start your journey off right by burning that fat and getting your dick into its optimal, well, best physical condition and uh, just make it prime it as best we possibly can for sexual performance. <laughs> I guess it's the best way to look at it. So 
you do want to get started in your fitness journey, be sure to send me a DM. And again, all the links are always in the description. The links for Dr. Paul are also in the description. So enough of my yapping. Let's jump on in to today's episode so we can get your dick right in 2024. Before we get started, one more thing. If you want to get any PE gear, be sure to check out TotalManShop.com. That is TotalManShop.com. And use the promo code MHS2020. Promo code is MHS2020. And get 12% off. Be sure to check out their wide variety of all kinds of good quality PE equipment. All right. And that's promo code MHS2020 for 12% off. And the website, once again, is TotalManShop.com. What is going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Mask and Health Solutions Podcast, where I am joined by Dr. Paul Giddens, who's going to give us a lowdown on men's sexual health. You know, tell us about things that we obviously probably assumed we were taking care of, but probably could focus on more. And Cindy, who's also involved with the exerciser, you know, it's a penis pump that I think is extremely beneficial for men and something that we should probably be paying attention to earlier. And of course, as you guys all know, in my journey, it's something that I didn't really start to integrate into my life until about, you know, about five, six years ago. So it's something that I think is extremely beneficial. And I am just super honored and super happy to have you guys here. But first and foremost, Dr. Paul Giddens and Cindy, how are you guys doing today? Doing wonderful. Thanks for having us both on. Uh, been really ex excited to be here. And I know we both are. Um, and, uh, you know, can't wait to start talking about men's health and some penile health. Nice. Yeah, nice. Thank you so much for having us. Oh, honestly, the, the pleasure is mine. Because the thing about this audience is that whenever it comes to anything related to penile health, everybody's super engaged. <laughs> everybody's just like, yo, man, I want to make sure I don't lose it. You know, the older I get and I'm 35 now. And, you know, the more I read into statistics about testosterone, fertility, and, you know, the more I talk to everybody in regards to that, it seems as though it's something that's starting to get worse and worse. But I like I like where you guys are coming from with the exerciser and how it's something that we should start paying attention to earlier. But one thing I did want to ask you, um, Paul, is just, you know, I always have this question. I'm like, how do you get involved with urology? Because it's kind of like, you know, as a kid, I don't think you were like, you know what, I want to grow up and focus on men's health and <laughs> work on penile health. How did that kind of get started for you? Well, CJ, actually, when I was five years old, I did want to focus on that. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, got, I first got introduced to healthcare uh, from my mom. My mom's a nurse. Oh, nice. And, um, you know, she worked long hours, long shifts. And, you know, she always kind of promoted health in the house. Um, she also promoted you know, doing the best you could in school. Uh, and then so from there, I, I went to med school and at med school, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I mean, I could have been, you know, a plastic surgeon, I could have been an internal medicine uh, physician. But um, through medical school, you go through a different, uh, a lot of different rotations. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the rotations that I did was urology. And when I got into urology, I it was it was like the burning bush, sort of, right? It's just, you know, I got to talk to men about sexual health. Um, I got to be sort of a voyeur and, and, and like really understand what was going on, um, not just with with prostate cancer, which we deal with in neurology, but also with sexual function. Uh, yeah. And I, I also do a lot with female sexual function as well. So it was the same thing. So from there, um, during my residency, I really focused on um, sexual health 
anytime I was at a location where there was like a world-renowned, uh, you know, urologist that focused on sexual health, I was right there. Um, and then so from so after my urology residency, I did a fellowship and a fellowship is extra training, specialty training uh, in men's sexual health and reproductive health. So I do a lot with uh, male infertility. Um, from there, I um, after leaving fellowship, I. FirmTech.com. I know you guys have heard of it because we have had Dr. Elliot Justin on the show before talking about just exactly how this wonderful piece of equipment works. And if you didn't know, well, the FirmTech ring actually tracks, tracks your nocturnal erections via the app. You just wear it at night, get the data. Wham, bam, and thank you, ma'am. You actually have real, legit data showing you how you are in regards to your penile health. And the other thing, too, if you just want to get somewhere, you're like, hey, you know what? I want my dick to be a little bit harder, a little bit stronger, and have some more intense uh, orgasms and erections. And I can tell you that firsthand because, well, I got both. <laughs> and that is the FirmTech Max Performance Ring. This one's cheaper, right? But you can always use both depending on what it is that you are after, right? So be sure to check it out, FirmTech.com. Use the link in the description to support the show. And again, be sure to get the most out of your sex life with the hardest cock possible at FirmTech.com. Joined a practice, um, and then I uh, then I started running a university program out in New York, uh, where I um, saw tons, hundreds, and thousands of patients with men's sexual dysfunction. Um, which I don't know, something just happened to my thing. Um, men's sexual dysfunction and sexual health, uh, and then uh, soon after that, I opened up my own practices. Uh, I'm here in Philadelphia, uh, New York, and then in Allentown, PA. And our whole practice is just dedicated to men and female sexual uh, function and, and wellness. Nice, nice. And I mean, obviously, it's kind of one of those things where you kind of, as you grow older, you realize there's actually issues here. And, you know, your interest, I guess, starts to get peaked into it the more you start to learn about these things. But the other question that I had in regards to that was now that, you know, you've obviously matured, you know, <laughs> it's not just like you're a kid looking into urology and you're like, oh, I want to do that. But what, what is one of the things that you're finding that's kind of really affecting men, you know, in regards to their sexual health and penile health? What is it that, that you're seeing out there that's that's really affecting us? So just in general, when it comes to our penile health and, and sexual wellness, you know, the things that um, have kind of always affected our health. Right. So there's like diabetes. Right. There's high blood pressure. There's high cholesterol. Um, our diet has really changed over the last like 20, 30 years. Mm -hmm. um, so all and then there's a lot of environmental influences as well, um, such as like pollution, plasticizers, you know, these yeah. these things that were the plastic that we're drinking, all these things, um, you know, plastic bottles that we're drinking for our water. All these things can affect our sexual wellness in some degree, and they can ultimately affect our erection quality. Yeah. And I mean, that's usually the one recurring theme whenever I talk to anybody who who practices medicine is just like, dude, guys don't come in until they're completely fucked. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's not working anymore. And buddy's like, I'm having a hard time getting it up. I'm like, I'll go see the doctor now. You and know, but um, just to just stop you there, you, you're absolutely right. But we're seeing a lot more patients that are trying to be proactive awesome. uh, with their sexual health. So it's not like before, you know, like five, 10 years ago, <laughs> you're right. It's like, 
you know, their erection quality is down. They've had multiple failures. They're about to get divorced because, you know, they feel insecure about their penis and all these other things, you know, relationship issues. But now guys are coming in and, and they kind of want to biohack. They want to yeah. kind of get ahead of things um, in terms of their sexual health and their erections. Which is honestly something that I think, like my generation, I'm 35 now, and I think that a lot of the guys that are around my age now are a lot more open to it, where I think like, you know, the dudes from like my dad's era are just like, no, man, we're men, we don't talk about this, we ball this up, and we pretend it doesn't exist, and we drink some alcohol, and we're good. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas right. I think, you know, now a lot of the guys are looking into this stuff, and they're just like, wait a minute, you know, I don't really have to suffer in silence, I can do things to kind of get ahead of the the eight ball and make sure you know i don't have to suffer or look for a remedy later on in life and you mentioned diet which is one of the things that i think is really important it's crucial like i focus more on just the fat loss side of things and helping people get into the best shape ever but how crucial do you think diet is when it just comes to making sure that you know you don't suffer from erectile difficulties or any other ailments in regards to sexual health yeah you know i think there's there's two major lifestyle things that you can do to help with your penile health. And, and one of them is diet, right? We know that diet and exercise, those are the mm -hmm. two. But in terms of diet, uh, there's been plenty of studies that show the leaner your diet is, the better, um, the better you're eating, the better your, your penile function is going to be. So there's a lot of data on something called the Mediterranean diet, which I'm yeah. sure you're familiar with, right? So fish, uh, you know, grains, like uh, decreasing your, um, your meat intake, you know, when, patients are placed on a strict Mediterranean diet, then they see a benefit in their erections. Yeah. So diet is extremely important. It's one of the things that we can do every day to really focus on our sexual health, right? And, um, and, and exercise. Exercise is also really, really important, right? The better your cardiovascular health is, the better your endothelium. And I don't know if you talked about that on your show, but that's the inner lining of the blood vessels that actually help to increase that blood flow going to the penis. The better, uh, the more you're doing that, the better off all that's going to be. Interesting. Yeah. It's, I mean, for me, it's like, I like to always, I, I love exercise. That's the easy part. I'm not going to lie. But for me personally, like I can eat like crap all day, every day. And that's kind of why I started the show. And I, I got to hold myself accountable, man. That's why I got my fitness pal. And I'm like, oh man, I can't eat ice cream anymore. <laughs> well, I can, yeah. but not to the same degree that I used to before. Or, you know, Burger King and all that kind of crap. Even though as I old, you know, as, as, I, as I age, I'm not really craving it as much. But I know that for a lot of guys. You know, it's like you're in a pinch, you know, you're just going to grab some Wendy's. You know, I had a client who told me that. He's like, hey, you know what? I got a Baconator, this, that, and the other. And sometimes, I mean, I think when we're unconscious about how badly we're eating, we're almost unaware of the effects that it's going to have long term. And it's one of those things that's kind of like a big lifestyle factor that I think is crucial in regards to us actually changing. So to your point, you know, I, I think it's it's like super, super important that we actually, you know, cut out as much of the processed foods as possible. But I also wanted to ask you in regards to that, like what because you mentioned blood flow, and I know that's a big key factor when obviously it comes to penile health, rectal health, and just overall physical health, like in general. But what are some of the foods that we're eating that are actually just blocking us that are causing cholesterol and other things like, um, what's it called, along with like the plaque buildup and stuff and our arteries and all that? Like, what are foods that we should just say, hey, you know what, this is just not for me, I should just cut it out completely? Yeah, so it's probably the foods that um, 
especially around this time of season, you know, <laughs> Christmas like foods. if I go out of, I'm in my office right now, I'm just in my personal office, but if I go out into my patient waiting room, I have nothing but cookies, oh. <laughs> pretzels, <laughs> you know, I have all those holiday treats that we get because people love us and they want to share their affection and, and, and show us how much they appreciate us, you know, but those are the things that, you know, you know, you can have a cookie here or there, but those are the mm. things that we want to try to avoid all year round. Right. And so, yeah. you know, you can treat yourself, but let's not eat those things every day. Let's stay away from the baconators. Let's try to be a little more conscientious about our choices. And, you know, I find that even myself, you know, if I'm hungry, you know, if I get home late at night from work and, I'm, and you know, I look through the cupboard and the first thing I see I'm eating. Right. It doesn't matter what it is. Right. Yeah. But I think if we're a little more conscientious and if, you know, it's hard to do, I understand. But if we can kind of sort of meal prep or at least think about what we're going to be eating before, right. Yeah. Then we're going to be a little more conscientious as opposed to being starving yeah. when, um, like when, and then you're hungry and then you're just going to, the first thing you see, you're going to eat. Right. And so yeah. we got to really be conscious about that. But yeah, so, you know, and, and for me and, you know, um, I don't eat a lot of red meat. I don't eat a lot of steaks. <clears throat> I'll have maybe two or three steaks a year. I'll go out with, with my friends you know, and I don't want to be, the, you know, I, I don't want to be the guy that's not eating the steak. So I'll have like one or, you know, one or two a year when I'm going out with my guys. You know, I try to stay away from the wings. And trust me, I'm a big Eagles fan down here in Philadelphia. <laughs> um, but, yeah. you know, the wings, the thing about wings is that if you think about it, it the, the ratio of fat and skin to meat is really yeah. low. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, that's what that's the bad thing about wings. And they're always fried and they're always like dipped in like the best sauces oh, and everything God, like yeah. that. You know, you want to lick your fingers. <laughs> but, you know, the wings, are, they're not great. So if you if you're if you're if you like to eat chicken, then, you know, if you're having chicken breast, maybe take off the skin. You know, all those little things that we can do really add up. Right. And mm -hmm. so it's going to it's going to at least prolong the amount of time before you're going to have to see somebody like me. Yeah. Which honestly is kind of something that, you know, most people do want to avoid because it's like, I don't want to get to that point where it's like I'm having these issues and circulation is kind of an issue and I got diabetes and this, that and the other. And I think that obviously, honestly, I think it does come down to a lot of the choices that we do make. But sometimes it's kind of hard to hear that, you know, it's like you are responsible for some of the things that are going to happen in your body, you know, if, if you make the wrong decisions over and over again. However, the one thing that that was kind of leading, um, leading into was... When you see guys that come in that haven't really, I guess, taken care of their sexual health or their erectile difficulties via, you know, having the right diet, you know, taking care of the lifestyle factors and come and say, hey, hey, Paul, can you hook me up with some Viagra? Can you give me some Cialis? What usually happens when you start kind of band-aiding and remedying the, the, I guess, their issues without actually taking care of like the fundamental things that are actually, you know, contributing to why they're getting erectile difficulties and stuff. Like does the bandaid effect, does it really work or does Viagra even have an effect? Like what happens to these guys? Yeah. So CJ, so, um, you know, my whole practice is dedicated to sexual medicine. So when you're seeing someone like me, then you're, we're doing a whole workup. We're Excellent. looking at everything. Right. And so that's where I think, we're a little different. So obviously, and you know, everybody's got time constraints in their office and physician. I'm not saying I'm the best physician in the world or anything like that. But since we focus on that, you know, when a guy comes in to see me, we do a history, like an extensive history. 
we check blood work from, you know, growth hormone to testosterone to estrogen to anything you can think of what has to do with the nice. penis. Yeah. We do nerve testing. Um, and then we do a, a Doppler ultrasound where we're looking at blood flow. I mean, we're doing everything. So when a guy comes in, they're fully worked up. And so when we do choose a treatment um, regimen, then it's going to be one that's directed on, you know, we talk about lifestyle, we talk about diet, we talk about all those things. But obviously, the person's coming to see me for a reason. They want to get treated, right? Yeah. And so we provide like a specialized treatment program for that particular person. And so, you know, everybody says, Oh, what do you do for this? What do you do for that? It's, it's, it really depends on that particular person. What's the reason that that person has problems with their sexual health? And we yeah. zero in on that and then we treat them. So we do use Viagra for some of our patients. Um, and when you understand about the erection, some of it, and like the whole process of the uh, erections and what it does psychologically, what it does, uh, you know, mm -hmm. to dopamine and all these other things. So we use Viagra and it does help. Um, I don't consider it really as a Band-Aid in, in all situations, mm -hmm. but sometimes we use it as a confidence booster, right? So some guys are, uh, they're full of adrenaline. And so uh, we make, when we're stressed, we make something called adrenaline. And what adrenaline does is it actually starts to take blood flow out of the penis because your body wants to go into this fight or flight response, right? And so what Viagra can help with is increasing that blood flow. And then when a guy starts getting good erections, then the adrenaline levels can go down and then they're more likely to have better erections. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. So, and so, you know, but some guys need a little Viagra. Some guys, the blood flow is just, is, is just, uh, it's just too low and they just need a little boost. Uh, or they may need like core wave or PRP or, or boat, you know, there's a number of things that we do. Um, but I also like to add in, um, like penile pumps, you know, yeah. and so penile pumps and, and in my opinion, really help with, uh, erectile function. It helps to kind of increase the blood flow going to the penis. It has so many benefits for guys that have ED, um, we know there's a lot of research uh, behind guys that have had uh, their prostate removed. Prostate, and so we, yeah. we use it with that. But also, you know, as we mentioned before, how guys are being a lot more proactive uh, about their erectile function. So we kind of use it also as exercises for the penis. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. And I mean, honestly, like I said before, it's one of these things that I think Ben Greenfield is probably one of the first dudes that really popularized it in the biohacking scene. Where he was talking mm -hmm. about how he had a he got a combination. I believe it was he got the P shot and then he used gain wave uh, acoustic therapy on his penis as well. And then he followed that up with obviously, you know, uh, training his penis in a penis pump for like, I think it was a couple of weeks after. And he just talked about the growth, the overall, the expansion, you know, the blood flow, everything just kind of got improved. And it's interesting too, like the one thing I want to commend you on that I, I really I feel like I'm seeing a shift in medicine, man, where every doctor I'm talking to is like, bro, we're not just about giving out pills anymore. We're looking at it more from a global perspective. It seems like everybody's util utilizing all the tools that you guys have at hand now, whereas before it would have been just kind of like prescribe something, you know, get out of my office. But now it seems like like in medicine itself, it's like you guys are all taking the time to understand the patient from where they're coming from. Because you mentioned the psychological factors, which I don't think was something that was taken into consideration 10 years ago. So he should be okay, you know, just go on your way. You know, you talk about lifestyle factors, you're talking about diet, you're talking about 
everything. So I commend you for that, man. Cause I think, you know, you guys are, you guys are changing the game, man. So I think that's spectacular. And the one thing that I think is excellent about the penis pumps is you guys are educating people early. Would you recommend it for somebody like myself? Who's like, yo, I'm 35, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, getting older there. If I was to use a penis pump, how often would you recommend, you know, me going about using it? Yeah. You know, when we talk about um, erectile dysfunction, right. Or erectile health, when you look at the, the statistics, right, we see that guys that are 40 years old have about a 40% chance of having erection problems, right? Wow. And when you look at guys that are 30, it's probably going to be between 30, 20 and 30%, right? So there's a number of guys that are your age that are starting to kind of see the changes in their sort of erectile capacity, right? And so maybe you're not getting up with... Um, as many morning erections as you used to, right? Or maybe it's taking you a little longer to initiate sex, or maybe you're not maintaining the erectile function um, throughout sex like you used to, right? Yeah. So obviously for those guys, but also for guys like yourself that are being a little more proactive about things, because we, know, we do know that we're getting um, good health and better health to the penis. Yeah. That's interesting because it's, yeah, man, it's one of those things that I don't, I don't want to lose it. You know, I enjoy my sex life. I'm trying to enjoy making sure that, you know, <laughs> I'm maintaining the best health possible. And I mean, one of the things that got me started down this road, too, was with like male enhancement, where it was more about the expansion and the growth and stuff, which I know hasn't really been proven like um any clinical study. I think Dr. Judson Brandeis, who I was talking to, talked about how you can actually enlarge the penis with, you know, a combination of the pee shot and penis pumping and stuff. So I mean, the science is starting to be developed around it, right? Yeah, I mean, when you look at um, when you look at prostate cancer patients, because a lot of uh, penile rehab really the research really comes from that. So we know after uh, prostate cancer surgery, then we see a shortening of the penis. Yeah, and we know that with the pump, we actually can see an expansion of that. So that data is there that we will see uh, an increase in length. But those are patients that have had surgery. Right. Okay. Um, obviously, we do. We've been using like pumps and um, PRP and all these things for the last, I would say, seven, almost nine years. Mm -hmm. And we do see an expansion of girth and um, some length with just pumping and PRP. Um, so we do know that it, it is helpful when you look at studies where they're looking at like oxygen levels in the in the penis after pumping. So we do see. Um, uh, an increase uh, in, in some of the oxygen oxygenation levels, especially if you if right after pumping compared to when uh, you like some guys, if they're going to use a band or something. Nice. So the data, some of that data is already out there, but you just got to have to extrapolate it from some of the uh, the clinical studies of like of prostate cancer and radiation to the pelvis. So um, so, yeah, but it's interesting. Like, so the pump, you know, before before I. Uh, got on um today i wanted to see like uh you know when was the first pump used so cj <laughs> when do you think the first pump was the first pump was mentioned i think it was like 1835 i think because I, I researched yeah you're it. close this is something like around that right you're yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it was 1874 oh, can close. you believe that what are they doing <laughs> in 1874 thinking about their penis right but yeah so it's been it's been um, the technology has been out there for a long time. And obviously the pumps back in 1874 
you know, they don't resemble what we're using today. But yeah. the whole idea of, you know, pe people being more penis aware and, and focused on erection and erection quality. I mean, we've been thinking about this for, for centuries. So yeah. as long as there's been a penis with a guy, I think guys have been thinking about how can we... <laughs> like enhance our sexual function. So it's not a new thing. <laughs> oh, 100%, man. Because I remember I looked at that exact model and I'm like, bro, I don't know if I would trust putting my, my penis into like a glass cylinder, <laughs> you know, having that <laughs> thing crack and it's got like brass and whatever around it. I'm like, well, it looks pretty old school, but the dude behind her is probably like, it is now time for thy to pump thy penis. You know, he's just you know, <laughs> that's right. It, you know, with like old school talk. But I, I, to your point, I'm pretty sure people have been messing around and figuring out different things. And it's funny too, because, you know, I was watching this like mini documentary on YouTube about, um, I think it was Togo and Benin and the Batamarimba tribe, where it's kind of like one of the oldest male enhancement practices is they'd get some herb, they'd crush it. They'd be like, all right, cool. Now it's time for you to become a man. And it's like the first penis extender ever used. And then, um, but oh, yeah, to wear it for like the next couple months, I'm like, that does not look comfortable. <laughs> 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 but at the same time, you know, we're in a beautiful stage now where it's like we can actually, I mean, these concepts have been around for forever, but now it's like we're able to, to really, I think, integrate all the knowledge that we have along with the, the comfort that now exists, which is kind of why I want to touch more on the exerciser, because that's the pump that you guys use primarily, right? It is. It is the pump that we use primarily in the office. Um, and as you mentioned before, it's a, it's sort of similar to the bath mate, but uh, this pump is really made for kind of promoting uh, penile health and in our males. Nice. And the so like, let's say, you know, one of your clients, he's, he's just getting into it, using the exerciser. Um, what would you recommend for him? Like, you know, is it like 20 minutes a day, 30 minutes a day? Cause it's more like a pump after the gym kind of thing. Like how, how is it that you re go about recommending it? So how I recommend it and how my patients use it are probably two, two different things, you know, <laughs> for my patients, most of my patients, they'll pump about three to four times a week when they're in the shower. Mm -hmm. uh, and then when they're shower, I tell them to kind of pump, hold it for about three minutes and do two or three cycles of that. That's my regimen, what I, which, which is what I use. That's been very successful. Nice. And then you're, you're guessing that guys are probably like, you know, I'm going to hang out here for about 40 minutes or <laughs> they, they want to hang out. They get knocks on the bathroom door. Like, Hey, listen, <laughs> like I need that bathroom, but you know, but, but, but just to what you said, you, when you're using a pump, um, you don't want to keep the kind of that erectile state for too long, right? Because mm -hmm. as I mentioned, there are some studies that looked at oxygenation of the tissues. And so, you know, for guys that say, I got to pump for like 20 minutes and hold it, yeah. right? So when you're pumping for so long, your penis actually gets into more of a hypoxic state. That means that it's oxygen deprived and we don't want that. So we yeah. do want to cycle the penis. We want the blood flow to go in hold it and then go out. Right. Yeah. So we don't want to pump. So I get so many guys that come in like ah, 30 minutes, I'm up and, and like I try to pump it as hard as I can and all these other things. More is not better, but consistency is really important. Interesting. And I mean, to your point, it's it's that's one thing that I realized, but I'm like, I had to look up hypoxia because it happened to me where I was like pumping for too long and I got discoloration from it. And I, I looked into it, I'm like, well, why is my dick turning? <laughs> it's turning different colors <laughs> on me, man. 
And I mean, I'm starving kind of for air. Yeah, no. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh God, this, this is all my doing. But I realized that afterwards and I'm like, this is awful. But at the same time, you know, there are like different peels that you can do to kind of get rid of the dead skin and stuff. But that's kind of what I realized. I'm like, okay, more is not necessarily better. And especially to your point too, you got to give it breaks in between. But I find that um, with, with using water in the exerciser, I guess it's more comfortable and the expansion is better as well. Yeah. So for, you know, we, in our practice, we've used both um, kind of more of a pneumatic device and then the hydro device. And so we find that you get less of kind of the, like if you're over pumping, you get more, less of the bruising, kind of the petechiae, which are yeah. those kind of little, um, little dots of redness on the, on the penis. And so guys find it a little more comfortable They're, They all can also do it in the shower. Right. Yeah. So, you know, with the other devices, you're kind of you're setting time throughout the day, maybe in your office or whatever, but everybody takes a shower. Right. And so yeah. you bring it in the shower, you do it for a couple of minutes. You can, you know, soap off, do it, you know, and then, you know, you do your cycles and then you can go about your day. So it, it's really convenient. And it's, it's something that's easy to remember. It's kind of like uh, your toothbrush being by your sink. Right. Yeah. So instead of having your toothbrush by your sink, you have your pump right, uh, you know, right near your faucet and your tub you know <laughs> so it's a really good thing to, it's a it's really easy to remember and uh less hydrostatic pressure and everything as um the pneumatic devices nice nice and i mean i guess this pump is much like it's the same deal probably as a bathroom where you just kind of pump against the body right and then that's kind of what creates the vacuum seal and the, the internal pressure right yep so you're going to fill the you'll fill the pump with water if you're in the shower you kind of turn it upside down if in your bath you kind of allow the um the cylinders to fill and then you're going to place it against your body and then you'll do your pumping um you know you get to a point where it doesn't have to be like the maximum erection but you want your penis to fill right you want to get that blood flow going and you want the expansion of the tissues mm -hmm. and then uh after a few minutes you're going to let that um you're going to depress the device and then uh, it'll expel all the water interesting and the one thing you, you mentioned something there that's honestly, I've heard it fought about on forums all the time and people talk about their opinions. And I mean, you can check out all the different male enhancement forums, man, the reddits, all that. But people always discuss like, is it better to go in with an erection or without an erection? I think it's better to go in without an erection. I think, you know, if you if you have an erection, you're already getting good oxygenated tissues to the penis. And this is this is extra. This is exercise. Right. OK. And so what you're doing is you're in my opinion, what you're doing is you're just bringing that blood flow going in and you're taking it out. Okay. Right? When you have an erection, you're already kind of um, you've already you already have kind of like a tamponade. So you're already kind of restricting the blood flow out. So you're not really getting blood flow in and out. The blood flow is just going in and it's staying in. That's what an erection is. Right. Yeah. Is. So an erection is more blood flow going in and hardly any blood flow leaving. So you're not really getting that that flow that's in and out of your um, of your penis. So definitely for for my patients, I always recommend that they're doing with a flaccid penis. Interesting. And if you were to go again with like the erection, because a lot of guys that I've you know read about on the forums, and this is obviously a hot topic, and they say that if you go in with the erection, you know this will cause more overall expansion, leading to growth. Do you think there's any truth to that or no? I don't think so. You know, like I said, I see a number of guys um, for a number of issues. And, you know, usually with PRP, you get some growth because you do have expansion of kind of the, the sinusoids in the tissue. Mm -hmm. And with a pump, you're going to get growth. 
but you're not going to get more growth if you're um, already erect. I've not seen that happen. Interesting. Okay. Well, that's good to know. I mean, honestly, that's why we're here. Love learning about this stuff. So <laughs> it's perfect for us. And the other question that I had now in regards to the exerciser, as far as the sizing kind of goes, how is it broken down? Because I know there's only about three models, if I'm not mistaken. There's, uh, there's three different models. There's an exerciser, there's an exerciser pro, and there's an exerciser pro X, right? Mm -hmm. But in terms of sizes cindy what are the sizes um yeah so the difference so the exerciser is kind of the basic model for a newbie who's never really used a penis pump um mm -hmm. it's very basic it's only about a hundred dollars on the website um the exerciser pro um comes with the um attachable pump um so it's a little bit easier to pump if you have the um the uh the handball and yeah. the comfort insert as well um, and they come in, they come in, um, uh, sizes three, five, and seven. Five, seven. Um, yeah. So I think majority of them are either five or seven. Okay. Um, and if you don't know on the website, you can kind of, um, they'll show you how to measure it correctly to pick the right size. Yeah. Do this. Yeah, size CJ, and, I think yeah. you had a uh, call in for an extra order of a size, like 12 or 15. Is that what you're calling that? You want me to contact the company for that? <laughs> I wish, man. But even then, I'm like, <laughs> if I did, I'm pretty sure my wife would have left me like, no, nah, this is too much. <laughs> I know. Like, you reach your male enhancement goals at my expense. It's like, I'm out of here. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Which is the one like psychological factor. Everybody's like, oh, man, you know, it needs to be the same. I'm like, no, doesn't like girth is kind of more king, but. Honestly, this is pretty dope, but again, yeah, you're right. Cause it's kind of, there you go. Three to nine. So anybody listening, be sure to check out the website, which is a little bit, cause one thing we were talking about off air, which is something that, you know, i found to be really true. And Cindy, I guess you can attest to this that the bath mate size were a little bit too much, right? So the difference here is that it's more to the truth and more to the size that actually, you know, are out there. <laughs> Yeah, no, exercise is great. It's a new site that Bathmate just launched. Um, and it's really about, you know, focusing at younger men who want to exercise their penis. So it, it's not as overwhelming. Like I said, there's three products on the site um, to choose from. And they'll kind of, you know, lead you through it. Uh, 60 day money back guarantee if you're not happy and free shipping. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's pretty dope, though, because yeah, I'm checking it out right now as I'm, uh, as I'm talking to you. But it's pretty interesting too because it's kind of like it has a different thing the comfort inserts the handball pump warranty and all that good stuff so i mean i'm loving it i think this is something that i think you know this younger generation is more open to it too whereas before i mean i honestly the only thing that i ever thought about about penis pumps in the past was i thought austin powers like that's what i thought i'm like austin powers had a penis pump and it's something like a novelty <laughs> and like there's no nothing good about it you know and even with like i said when i was researching into pumping back in the day i thought it was like I thought it was almost like disturbing. I'm like, what are these guys doing? You know, <laughs> it seems like they're microwaving their dicks, right? But, but you know, I think that um, there's so many guys that have that reaction initially. And once they start pumping and, you know, some of the guys are that they're telling me that they're getting more morning erections and their erection quality is better and they're sold, you know, yeah. and it, but it's, you're right. It's just making that jump from, you know, what is this thing to, all right, this thing is part of my routine now yeah. and my sexual function is a little bit better. And so um, that's that's always kind of the res 
response for the most part that's the response that i get yeah because i mean it's almost like when you're doing something so foreign to like the body and i I mean initially too like my experience with it like because i remember like i said before i got the bathmate x pro extreme or whatever with the hand pump and all that thing was so massive i couldn't even get the suction down right for like the first couple times that i tried it where i just gave up i'm like i'm going back to the air pump but it's almost like when I first started using it regularly, you know, when I started using like, cause I, I got a, what's it called? Air pump that I use quite regularly. The first couple of times it had to be the weirdest feeling ever. And then it became an addiction. You know, it's like, Oh my gosh, what's going on? You see the expansion. You're like, Oh my, like I am a God, like it's awesome. You know? And then all of a sudden it's <laughs> like, you know, you can't, you get stuck on it. Cause you're like, I want more expansion. And, um, eventually over time you just start to realize that you got to regulate it and it is helpful but you just kind of have to have the proper routine proper things in place but i was going to ask you as well do you think it's beneficial for guys to recommend it with supplements like l-citrulline or anything so yeah so i use a lot of nitric oxide supplements and um you know you know the two that we all think about are going to it's going to be l-citrulline and l-arginine yeah uh, l-citrulline is my favorite uh, you know when you take l-citrulline it gets uh converted over the l-arginine and it's more bioavailable if you take the l-citrulline as opposed to ingesting the l-arginine so you know all my nitric oxide supplements the base at least it's going to have l-arginine sorry l-citrulline in it interesting so i do uh i do recommend you know nitric oxide supplements um, you know, we usually use those nightly, so we kind of take it as a multivitamin every night. Interesting. And that's something that you recommend nightly then? I, for my patients, I do, uh, especially for my patients that are having some erectile, um, issues for guys that are, that are young, that are being more proactive. If they're eating like a, a normal diet and it's uh, pretty well-rounded, then they probably don't have to take it. But when you look at nitric oxide levels um, across a guy's life, as guys get older, their nitric oxide levels go down. All right. Um, And so, you know, we do find it beneficial. Obviously, you don't want to take too much. So if in every supplement is a little different, so you want to make sure that you are following directions on the on the bottle of the box, because once again, more is not better. So you want to make sure because too much nitric oxide actually causes some other issues. So we want to make sure that we're following the directions and we're getting the recommended dose. Interesting. What are some of those other issues? Because I can see people abusing it, like just so as a warning. <laughs> What's that? What are some of the other issues that could be caused from like taking too much L-citrulline? Yeah, so you can have you could have some um, some dizziness, um, some nausea if you're taking too much. You can have some blood pressure issues as well, because don't forget it is a dilator. Yeah. Right. And so if you dilate your blood vessels too much, you can get some dizziness and then you can have some problems that way. Jeez. So it's kind of, oh God, I think it's when you take Viagra too, some people that have that adverse effect to it as well, right? Where it's like they get dizziness and kind of feel nauseous. Yeah. So Viagra, I mean, the reason for that is a little different, but yeah. So you can have some nauseaness, you can have some dizziness. Also for Viagra or Cialis, any of those other things, it can affect your, you can get some uh, tinted, tinted vision in your eyes. Uh, oh, you can geez. have some heart palpitations. Um, some other, if you're taking too much of it, or if you just, for some guys, they just don't respond well to it and they just have a little more side effects. So, you know, I always start with my guys uh, a little bit lower. We just kind of test it out. And then from there we can, um, we can increase 
the 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 dosage or if they're having side effects then we can just change them to a different um, medication interesting and the other question i had but once again that, like i said it's it's really about i'm sorry no, no yeah, go, ahead, go, ahead, go ahead go ahead yeah i want to hear this part <laughs> no i was going to say that you know but like I, I mentioned before it's really important that you we do a full workup on these guys so we know if viagra is going to be effective for them right because yeah. viagra may not work for everyone yeah. And I, I mean, the one thing, because obviously the exerciser would play into that, too, because if you're using a combination of different things, that's kind of it's perfect because it's leading to, you know, the next scenario that I kind of had in my own mind was, let's say somebody is taking Viagra, you add the exerciser, it's still relatively safe to have the exerciser being used in conjunction with some like, like Cialis or Viagra for a guy that, you know, has to get back into penile shape, I guess, you know, it is like two different factors that can play into, you know, obviously, improving his health per se, right? So the good thing about um, the exerciser or penile pumps in general is that um, the side effects are really low, right? You don't have to worry mm -hmm. about the medications you're taking. You don't have to worry about like all these other things that you do with the other, um, the other treatments that we give you, no infection, no, you know, you know, surgery or anything like that. There are a few patients that we just have to be a little more careful with uh for guys that are using pumps those are guys that have sickle cell oh, right yeah. and those are guys that have recurrent like erections right because for sickle cell you don't want the blood flow to stay in the penis for that long because they can have yeah. a problem or for guys that have there's some guys that have like recurrent erections uh for unknown reasons and we don't want to do it for, we don't want those guys to be on pumps yeah. but in general um it's very very safe you know, for guys that are on blood thinners, we tell them, you know, don't pump as hard um, and just kind of be a little more, more careful. Mm -hmm. But um, outside of those uh, those patients that I just mentioned, I mean, it's very, very safe. Um, yeah. And like I said, hardly any side effects. And you can use it with Viagra. You can use it with injections. You can use it with all these things. But you should really talk to your physician. I'm going to kind of put that disclaimer yeah. out there. Like if you're using it with some of these other things, especially medical, you got to talk to your physician before um, you do that. But with Viagra, usually it's fine. Yeah, interesting. And it's, I mean, it's one of the things that, yeah, I looked into like sickle cell anemia where people were talking about how priapism affected growth. And some guys on the forums were looking for ways to actually like get self-induced priapisms by injecting different things into their penis no no you don't want to like, do that no no yeah. that's a, no 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 you don't yeah want to do that. yeah because priapism it'll scar you can scar your penis and then yeah. you can have permanent erectile dysfunction so you don't want to you don't want to be in a priapitic state you definitely don't want to do that no yeah i mean but i yeah go ahead go ahead <laughs> i know but it's it's amazing how you know there's so many stories out there and oh, God, yeah. and it's just a function of how guys really want to just maximize their penis listen they're going to do a <laughs> priapism they're going to hang from a ceiling they're yeah. going to do all these things <laughs> just to improve the health of their penis and so it's really important that obviously that um they do the right thing right and and then if they're doing exercises they do them the right amount of exercises um but it's good that you know we're talking about it because then we can kind of dispel some of these myths and yeah. we can say all right well this is something that maybe you should do you know, yeah. but for priapism, definitely that we don't want to, for the record, do not induce a priapism. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Because, yeah, to your point, man, I've seen all kinds of craziness where, like, 
some things I'm just like, that's too unbelievable. I don't think that's real. Like I've been on Reddit where some guys are just talking about like some of the craziest things out there, but they're like, yeah, man, it's going to work. I'm like, I don't think so, man. If anything, you're just going to destroy your salami, bro. But it, it, it's, yeah. it's, it's like everybody's always looking to experiment, go full mad scientists. And I'm, I'm happy that you're here to say, hey, you know what? A little bit, you know, tread with caution. <laughs> you know, you don't want to be playing around with your dick held for the rest of your life. And then eventually I have to go see a urologist. Like, yeah, all my nerve endings are fried. <laughs> you know, my dick doesn't work. You want to avoid that at all costs, man. Yeah, you know, throughout the years, I've seen a little bit of everything, you know, and it's nothing wrong with um, a little bit of experimentation. We love, you know, like for me to say somebody's not going to not to experiment. I think that's wrong. But, you know, when we're going a little bit above and beyond, I think it's just something we have to be careful about. 100%. You know, and, you know, and it, it's really important. I, I love Reddit's because then hopefully you can get other people's <laughs> opinion and things like that. And there's guys like you that are on there saying, hey, listen, don't do that to your penis. <laughs> Please <laughs> yeah, don't like... do that to your penis. So, yo, check you know, the mask and really important podcast. or you see a, exactly exactly <laughs> or you see a specialist you know um you see somebody and it you know you see somebody that is that really um loves doing this and loves talking to people and has a wealth of knowledge and you know um you know just find somebody that you can really trust if it's your you know it doesn't have to be a urologist somebody that's that, that really understands the field and um, then understands the direction it's going in terms of mm -hmm. like the technology that's out there and really willing to just sit down and talk to you about, you know, your penis, right? Who, who yeah. like just, just talk, you know, and, and somebody to kind of um, bounce things off of, I think is really important. A hundred percent. Cause you know what, it just kind of comes down to dispelling the myths, getting rid of the taboo and just say, Hey, you know, it's just like another part of my body. And when I started looking at my dick that way, I'm just like, you know what, man, it's just like training the bicep, you know, and it, when I train my bicep, I'm not looking to maximize it in one day and try to get like, a, I don't know, like, let's say I inject something into my arm that'll keep it pumped all day. And just, you know, I'm like, yes, it's going to grow. It's like, I don't really think it works like that. You know, after years and years of bodybuilding, I'm like, this takes time, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, when it comes to improving your rectal health or your penile health or your mental health any aspect of health, I just kind of came to realize you can't really shortcut the body. And even though like I'm in a biohacking, and obviously, you know, I want to be into the preventative side of things, I've just kind of come to the foregone conclusion that you know what, when it comes to the body, you got to give it time, <laughs> you can't force these things to be overnight, as much as I would love them to be it's like you just got to give it time. So it's kind of with your pumping, like you said, one of the biggest things that I think is a key takeaway for anybody is to be consistent, but not do too much like you don't need to sprint every single day it's a marathon right yeah exactly and um i think that's a great analogy that you brought up just kind of it's sort of like working out right mm -hmm. it's it's if you if you don't go to the gym like a couple times a week and you know or you know and then you if you or if you have a hiatus and you come back like in three or four <laughs> months you're gonna feel it right it's yeah. you're gonna it's not gonna be the same you're not gonna have the same muscle tone so the same thing with your penis, you know, um, especially as you get older, you got to be able to use it. You got to be able to sort of exercise it, um, get that blood flow going there. And you want to do it regularly. You just don't want to kind of once like, you know, do it once every three or four months. You want to make sure you're focusing on it and really make it part of your routine. Yeah. And I mean, to close off here. I want to just hear like a success story of maybe one of your clients that came in, you know, maybe didn't know anything about the 
exerciser, didn't know anything about pumping, completely oblivious to all this stuff and how you were just able to come in with like a good protocol and just help him out and just change his life in regards to his penile health. One of our patients, you mean all of our patients? Yeah. One of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got so Straight many up, stories. Yeah. We got it. We needed a, we needed another hour for this podcast to talk That'd about the sick. great things yeah. that we do. You know, Rock so, you know, so I see a, a number. <laughs> so I need I see patients like you know every day, and um, everybody's got a different like reason why they're there, especially for their penis. Um, you know, we always talk about, you know, that, like you know, lifestyle and exercise is really, really important when we're putting a program together, right? Mm -hmm. Really important. And then it's, it's always this give and take on terms of what you want and versus what we can do, right? Yeah. And there's some guys, their expectations are, are crazy, right? So there's a guy that came in the other day and he went to a urologist and says, you need an implant, right? And he's like, Doc, I want you to fix me. So when I look at a woman, I get an erection. I don't need anything. I'm like, well, we got to figure this out. Let's take a step <laughs> back. Let's do an evaluation. Let's figure out we can get you better, but let's see how much we can get you better. Yeah. So, you know, and part of almost all of my um, regiments in terms of what I do for the penis involves a penis pump. Right. Because like I said before, there's no side effects. Right. It's, it's something that we're focusing on our penis. We're exercising the muscles of our penis and it's really helping to be a good adjunct or it, it's helping to coincide with everything that we're doing. Mm -hmm. So, um, I use it for all of our regiments. Um, we find that guys that use it, as I mentioned before, you know, either with something, one of some of the other treatments or by itself, they're getting a more fuller penis in general. They may be getting a little more length depending on where they are. Mm -hmm. um, but they're focusing on kind of penile health. Uh, and, and, you know, for those guys and almost all the guys, they're getting some result out of it. Yeah. Which is awesome. Cause it's kind of like what, as a dude, what more could you possibly want when it comes to your penile health, you know, bigger, stronger, and it works to a T, <laughs> you know, and it could always get hard. So that's kind of one thing that, you know, obviously it works when you want it to work. <laughs> exactly. That performance factor. Cause it's huge. And I mean, like what you're doing is honestly changing people's lives. Cause I think a lot of guys, when it comes to the mental side of things, cause I'll get a lot of guys that reach out to me and you know, I, I never had this issue. I think there was one time though, where I was doing too many Kegeling exercises. I gave myself premature ejaculation. So it did kind of mess with my head a little bit, <laughs> but other than that, you know, I've never really had to deal with it from a psychological perspective where there are guys where it's like mentally, it does really mess with them. So you know, what you're doing there is God's work because, hey, you're helping them to just kind of overcome this and live better lives where it's like, I don't have to worry about this. <laughs> you know, my body's working perfectly fine. So I love what you're doing. And if you could just tell us where we can find you and more about the Rockwell Institute, man, and all that good stuff. Yeah, so my uh, center is Rockwell Centers for Sexual Medicine. We're in um, Philadelphia, New York, and in the Poconos, Allentown, Pennsylvania. Um, my handle is, uh, at Dr. Gittins. Uh, you can see me on Instagram. I'm not great with social media, just to let you know, but <laughs> Instagram, <laughs> okay, I have some things on TikTok. I'm trying to do a little more TikTok, uh, probably like Facebook or something, but, um, you can go to our website. It's rockwellcenters.com. Uh, and we treat men for any type of sexual problem, not just ED, premature ejaculation, not ejaculation, pain with ejaculation, male infertility. And we also treat women for sexual dysfunction as well. 
Damn, man. So much more to could have touched on, but <laughs> I need more time for sure. And Cindy, if you could tell us more about the exercise or, you know, where we can find it, the website, yeah. all that good stuff. Absolutely. So the website is exerciser.com and it's X-E-R-S-I-D-E-R.com. Um, and like I said, you know, it's an easy website to get through. Um, and uh, we hope people uh, check in and uh, take a look at it and, you know, start exercising their penis. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's like I said before, I want to make sure that every aspect of men's health is always taken care of. And that's what this podcast is all about. So all the guys listening, I hope that you guys were able to take tons of information from this episode. And again, be sure to check out all the links. They're always in the description. So until the next episode, and I just want to say, hey, Paul, Cindy, thank you so much for coming on the show today and for having this discussion with me. Thanks, Thanks CJ. Appreciate it. <laughs> all it right. Fun. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm going to have to have you guys on again. We got to do this again. <laughs> all right. Until the next episode, we'll see you then. Thank you.